Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jeremy Scott, the voice of CinemaSins. Hey, that's me. <clears throat> that's right. And uh, today, we have a very different Sincast. We do. We have a very uh, different one here. Uh, right off the bat, uh, I'm sure a lot of you are asking, where's Barrett? So mm-hmm. we'd like to address that. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> some of some of you are very astute and noticed that my voice had replaced Barrett's on the intro of some of the podcasts. I uh, noticed he hadn't been tweeting. And uh, the sad news is that Barrett has resigned and has moved on to another opportunity. And uh, we love him and miss him and wish him the best and with that being said um that sort of explains why the syncast has been on hiatus and why today you're going to get uh what i expect to be a a little bit shorter than normal uh basic ass podcast chris and i um Mm -hmm. barrett um was a huge part of this show and our content um and we're you know trying to figure out how we're going to move forward in a couple of areas. And the syncast is one. So uh, those of you who are wondering, there is your answer. And uh, again, we love him and wish him all the best. And uh, we hope you do too. Ultimately for us, we're going to, we, we need to figure out if a, we're going to do the syncast as it was uh, before this. And uh, do we do a new podcast? Do we rebrand it as something else? There's a lot of different choices that we can we can make here, but you can probably uh, bet on there not being a new syncast at least until the next year after this one, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know only a couple of weeks. That's how, that's how close we are to the end of the year here. But uh, but uh, yeah, that if you're wondering, well, what's why hasn't there been a new syncast in forever? It's well, it's because we're sitting here figuring it out. That's I love that voice. Comes I, I hope you, <laughs> I hope you bank that voice for a future use. That was a good one. <laughs> um, uh, so we're gonna give you a basic ass episode today. Uh, there's there's hardly been any prep at all on this, but. Mm-hmm. 
we figured we could do some rants. We could do some recommends and warns. So you got anything that you're pissed off about, Jeremy? Um, Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say pissed off. Um, Okay. My rants are both largely humorous. Uh, Okay. But I have two rants and I'll go one. Oh, two rants. Nice. Let you rant and then I'll go again. Okay. Uh, I have now tried the Wendy's new hot and crispy fries. Oh, okay. I didn't even know they had a hot and crispy fries. This is because you don't watch Friends reruns on TBS all day long like I That's do. That's true. So you've been missing the commercials. That's very um, true. Now, they were pretty public about the change and said, you know, so much of our business has moved to drive through uh, mm. and people want to get home with fries that are hot and crispy. So we've come up with a new formula, mm. a new recipe mm-hmm. that keeps the fries hot longer and keeps them crispier longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right now, here's my dilemma. I have not I have not been to Wendy's in in a long time because the closest Wendy's to me is about a 12 minute drive, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to end up with soggy food, soggy fries at least. Wendy's, to their credit, wraps their burgers in foil, and that keeps mm-hmm. it really hot. Yeah, uh, but the the fries are going to be soggy, and I don't, I don't want that. So I'm reading about these crispy fries, and I'm thinking maybe this solves my dilemma. Mm-hmm. So I, I boldly went to Wendy's uh, a few days ago. <clears throat> well, they got the crispy part right. Oh. <laughs> and it's possible uh, 12 minutes is just too damn far for anybody's fries to hold up. Could be. I was shocked at how crispy yet not hot they were. Um, oh. And oh. so it was an odd experience that I didn't quite enjoy. Uh, I'm not fully going to blame Wendy's on this. Again, I I live far enough away. It was kind of a risk. But, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, If you are, you know, near enough a Wendy's you want to give it a try, maybe you'll have hot and crispy fries. I only Mm -hmm. ended up with crispy fries. The crispy seems to last longer than the hot, is my point. Um, When really, I would rather have it be the other way around. Um, I would rather the heat last as long as possible and the crispy fade first. Honestly, yeah you every time uh some sort of uh, new thing comes out there always seems to be parameters that you didn't know about uh when they started this like they expect they probably looked at their stuff and said people get to their house with their wendy's within six minutes uh, on average and we know that we can keep it hot until then or they just eat the fries in the car Uh, that's what i should have done um but but yeah, I I know the uh, the feeling of wanting to have it at the house though, because eating it in the car has its, you know, it's not the best a lot no. of times. No, and then yeah, I don't want greasy food in my car, and I'm not really down with all that. So anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't have the greatest experience, and I wanted to tell somebody about it, and God damn it, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm also going to pick on uh, a big, huge. Um, uh, corporation of some sort here because look the writing has been on the wall with best buy and (laughs) physical media for a long time we've known we've we know in fact it's almost insulting every time i go into a best buy now where it's like we've just taken off another another uh aisle of of blu-rays and dvds or or we've taken out another section of it or whatever just go ahead and do what you fucking want to do already yeah and just and just you know either have one little thing with new releases and a few other little tidbits and whatever. Um, just go ahead and do that. We know it's coming. Just yep. go ahead and do it. 
Um, you know, so, but the thing that I'm going to rant about here is that I have, because they, they value physical media. So, so low now, Mm. um, they don't have anybody who's like really kind of like on top of it anymore. Like a couple of years ago, you go into a Best Buy and the new stuff was out. Like as soon as you walked in the day Mm. it opened, it was all in the display. Everything was great. Uh, but pandemic and whatever, whatever else is going on with Best Buy and their physical media has converged into this whole, like, well, we don't know what the fuck to do with these things anymore. Yeah. Um, so I have started doing this thing with Best Buy where I go ahead and order it so that they can have it ready for me in a basket when I get there. Nice. Uh, whereas, you know, before it was like, there was a period of time there where I'd go to Best Buy on Tuesday and they wouldn't have the new stuff out. And it started off being like, oh, guy with the cart has just wheeled out the stuff on Tuesday morning and is it's still on the cart. Uh, and then finally it was just like, nobody is doing this shit anymore. Um, and, uh, and so the best way to do it was just to go ahead and order it and get it, put it in a basket and then come pick it up later. Um, so recently I did this with three different Blu-rays and, um, and, uh, Best Buy website, (laughs) Best Buy website says, uh, you know, this is available in store. And it will, and, and, uh, you know, so it, it tells you when it's ready basically. And I, I ordered the stuff and the first item that I ordered, I ordered a Terminator two Blu-ray, a 4k Blu-ray and I ordered a a total recall one and I ordered, um, uh, Shang-Chi and, uh, and, uh, after I ordered it, an email and a text comes in saying part of your order's ready. And I'm like, okay, cool. One of the Blu-rays is in the basket. Sweet. Uh, and it's like Terminator two. And I'm like, okay, well, eventually the other two will follow. And, and the whole other day went by and there was no, <laughs> there was no update on this. Now on a previous trip to Best Buy, they, they did this and I went in and I got my, got the first Blu-ray and they were like, Oh, it looks like you have another Blu-ray in here. It just didn't get scanned into the system. Right. Or something mm. like that. And then it took forever for some reason to get that because uh, they put a sticker on it that was wrong and to get their inventory correct, they had to do all sorts of weird computer ninja shit to get it right. And, and, uh, so, so they eventually got it right. It took forever. It's one of those things where you have to step out of line and other people get helped. But if, but when other people get helped, you just don't get helped. Mm. After mm. that, they don't <laughs> remember you after that for some reason. Like you're just, and, uh, and so, so this time when it was Terminator two, I was like, yeah, maybe the same shit happened with this. I went and got Terminator two and this is, eh, it looks like you got two others, but it's not in the basket yet. And I was like, so it's, is it in the store or is it not? And I'm like, I don't know the person who does the, does it. I can't reach them. And I'm like the oh, no. person who does it. <laughs> the, there's you know it, you? i don't know if there's anything more frustrating apparently she went back in the back and looked and couldn't find it and of course you know they i'm sure they put the blu-rays in some sort of like you know crypt of some sort uh, that's uh hard to find in the back but when it, i don't know if the stores realize this and this is this is why i was such an asshole when i worked at movie theaters with the employees there about 
about doing certain things. Uh, and, and I would, I'd, I'd, you know, when the, whenever there's a case, there was like lines or anything like that. Nobody likes to be in a place and see a whole bunch of employees wandering around doing nothing. And, and for some reason you can't get helped because there's one person who is in charge of a certain thing and they're the wander around the aisles guy and they don't do that. Whatever it is, nobody likes being around seeing this. There was, I mean, it feels like there was 30 Best Buy employees in this one store, all doing different things, all like, you know, can one person go back and look for a fucking Blu-ray? Is that, is it hard? Um, so anyway, I, I left that, I left that place with only the Terminator Blu-ray in my, (laughs) in my hands. And, uh, and then it was like, and then the next day total recall showed up in there. I was like, you guys are finding these one at a time. What is the deal? Total recalls in there. I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. And then I have an option on the Best Buy website to ship it instead, which of course, means you don't know when you're going to get it. It says, oh, you'll get it next week, maybe. But um, uh, I uh, I was almost about to hit ship it instead. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more day. And then finally the next day on Saturday, Shang-Chi magically shows up on my ready-to-go thing. I'm like, this, what, I mean, what's the deal? At least, I mean, I know you don't care about this stuff anymore, Best Buy. I know you don't care about it anymore. We know. We've seen how it went from like a whole section of store where he had a through Z and, and genres. Oh, it was beautiful. And, it was beautiful. And you could just wander through and look at all these different. Yeah. Like there's stuff that you, and there would be a bargain bin. And I mean, mm-hmm. it was a million things. And then, uh, suddenly it went down to, from a whole section to, uh, someplace in the back. And there was still a lot of stuff there. But like it's, you started to see it whittle down, whittle down, whittle down. Like almost, almost every month or so there was like a, it was, it was taking up less space in the, in the store. And, and I, I'm looking at what they put in this new space too. It's like more TVs. Do they just, <laughs> are people just buying all sorts of TVs? You got TVs everywhere. Hey, you gotta, you gotta have something to watch your non-physical media on. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially since all the TVs you can buy now stream all the things. So you can, yep. you don't even need a player for certain things if you got enough streaming capability. So. Well, and you know, not to, you know, hijack your rant, but you know, video games are largely going the same route too. Mm. Like there's more and more people are just downloading the next game instead of buying a disc. And of course, even when you buy a disc, if you wait a week and put it in, you have to, you know, you have a new update, seven yeah. gigabytes, new, will yeah. be ready in 30 minutes. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I just want to play golf. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yes, physical media is, it's not just Best Buy. And the, the, the shrunk in Target, the, the section has shrunk in Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I miss it, man. I'm, I miss, man, there's a store you youngins might not know about called media play. Oh, media play was like best buy only without appliances. And instead of appliances, it was like books and toys. And Mm -hmm. I would go there. They had one pretty near where Chris and I used to work at Hollywood 27. And I would go there on my break or after my shift, because they would stay open late and just wander the aisles looking at physical fucking media, man. It was Mm -hmm. the best I mean, and there's something to, I, I understand that, you know, with digital, it's, it's a, it's a thing where you can just, you can 
pull out your phone and you can watch movie and blah, 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 and everything. But there's, there is something to having something with artwork on it. Something that's not been messed with by a streaming service. Like they were talking about how, um, what's that movie? Was it Booksmart that oh. had a, that had, it was, it wasn't the thing we were talking about on the airplane with the squelching. It was, <laughs> it was a, it was a shirt or something, or maybe it wasn't book smart, but it was something out. There was some other movie where there was somebody who was wearing a shirt that got censored or something on a streaming service. And like in the regular movie, it's not censored for whatever reason. And, oh. and, the, and it, and it was, I don't even remember what movie that was, but it, it's, it's interesting stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, at a moment's notice, a streaming service could be like, you know, all right, let's just alter this a little bit. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to notice the shit. They always notice the shit. <laughs> All right. So my secondary rant is also a little bit playful. Um, okay. Way back. Now my family has always been um, uh, puzzlers, like jigsaw puzzles. Mm, um, this mm. is inherited from my mother and her sister, I guess. Uh, my dad, not so much, but my brother and I and my mom would all do puzzles and we would have family visit. We'd do puzzles. So it's become this tradition, right? Mm -hmm. So we get together for about 16 years now, 17 years. My brother's family, my mom and dad and my wife and I have done Thanksgiving and Christmas, the week of Thanksgiving. And we always do some puzzles. Now, long ago when we were teenagers, my brother and I, being the rapscallions we were, uh, started this game where we would sneakily steal a jigsaw puzzle piece off the table early in the construction and hide it. <laughs> and so then when the, the puzzle was ready to be completed, they're, oh no, we're missing one piece. And then my brother or I would whip out the piece and go, ah, I played the last piece and boom, we would complete the puzzle. <laughs> now this has, as you might expect, uh, moved down the, the, the family tree and my brother's kids uh, now play this game. Of course. So this year at Thanksgiving, we're doing a puzzle. <clears throat> and I'm going to see where this is going. We get to the end of it. And we're like, oh, there's a missing piece. Now, my mom immediately looks at me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Like, I, I've reached a point in my life where I would just tell you if I did it. I'm not going to, like, play the game where it wasn't me and make you look for a while. Right. And we go around. And after, like, a few minutes, my youngest niece, who's 11, confesses that she took it and put it in her pocket couple hours ago oh shit and now it's not in her pocket anymore. oh no <laughs> <laughs> so we pull out flashlights and we're looking under couches and under tables and oh, everything like looking, looking for, for a contact lens <laughs> i know we find nothing uh and eventually we give up and, and take the puzzle apart and put it back in the box even though it's missing a piece and my mom's like all right well let's regroup and do another puzzle so we did another puzzle and we get to the end and there's a piece missing uh -huh. I swear to God, nobody took it. Nobody took it to play the game. <laughs> Somebody took it to play the game last year or the right. year before and lost it. And we just now have more than one puzzle in the house that's missing a piece, which is very infuriating if you are a jigsaw <laughs> puzzle person. You can't complete it. I thought I thought where this was going was there was going to be three missing puzzle pieces by the end of it because... <laughs> Because you and like your your niece and uh, somebody else all took a piece, thinking it would be the last one. Oh, now I, that probably has happened over the years, uh, but we've never had somebody take it and then lose it and uh, mm. not be able to complete the joke. So <laughs> I I haven't 
I, I, the last puzzle I tried to do was last year around this time, I believe. And it's one of those hard ass puzzles where it's like a dog on a rug, like next to, I think some Christmas stockings or something like that. So the rug is like red and the stockings are red. And there's Uh. like this, you know, there's like all this stuff that's similarly colored. And so every piece you're looking at looks like, well, that could be part of the rug. It could be part of the stockings. It could be, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's one of those, it was in just one of these huge puzzles and everything. It's like for people who, have nothing to do except uh, it's 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 like your citizen kane's wife who's the opera singer you know like she it's all she ever does that's for her and her only to, to try to get done um recommends or warns i know that uh, a lot have uh, have been piling up i have a ton that i could talk about here okay. um and you i'm sure do, you uh, do too yeah you want to do a couple each yeah let's do a couple each all right you want to go first uh sure um uh okay so there's a lot of tv there's a lot of uh, tv shows and a lot of movies i i guess i'll do i'll try to do i i'm gonna i'm probably gonna rattle off some of the other stuff that i've been watching after we're done with recommends and warns just to kind of get them off the list but okay uh one i really want to talk about is on netflix midnight mass um seven episodes um it's uh mike flanagan um uh who is always worth watching uh Mm -hmm. dr sleep was like um, dr sleep was a great movie i thought for two-thirds of it um Mm. i liked his house uh uh, on haunted hill or haunting of hill house god yeah Uh, whatever it was (laughs) whatever it was um midnight mass is uh a really interesting uh horror story um it it's about this it's about this small town on an island uh that uh their their uh, regular priest has left for the mainland and a a new priest comes in saying you know father so and so is sick and i'm going to be here temporarily uh, to, uh, to, uh, fill in the gap or whatever. And, uh, it's played by, uh, uh, Hamish Linkletter. I don't know. A lot of people may not know who that is. Um, I believe he was on adventures of old Christine or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. uh, he was the brother of, uh, of, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus on that mm-hmm. show. I think that's what that was. And, uh, and, uh, he's in the big short. He has a, he has a small role as one of, um, uh, uh, Steve Carell's, uh, you know, underlings in that, in that movie. Uh, uh, but it has like a million people and it's Zach Guilford, who a lot of people know from Friday night lights is in it. Uh, Mike Flanagan's wife, Kate Siegel is in this. Uh, it's a, it, this, this new priest comes in and he is, uh, he is, uh, a sort of a breath of fresh air for people because there, there's not very much uh, attendance in this church <clears throat> whatsoever, but he talks in a fiery manner. He's still a, he's a nice guy. He's very caring. Uh, mm. He wants the community to be good, but he also comes up with some really good sermons and people start coming in more and more often. And everything. Um, there's of course the usual uh, small town drama type stuff. Zach Guilford plays a guy who, who killed, 
a woman in a DUI uh, incident. It's right at the very beginning of the entire series. You, you see that he's killed somebody and he has to go to jail for it. Henry Thomas plays his dad. Oh, wow. Um, in this. Um, and it, it picks it back up when he's been released from jail and he strikes up a, uh, he strikes up a, uh, a new, uh, friendship with someone who was he they he was uh friends with way back in the day kate siegel is a a pregnant woman who has just left her abusive husband Mm. and she's come back to this small town that nobody really wants to come back to because there's nothing to do there it's boring and blah 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 um uh somewhere about midway through this so maybe the third episode or so we start seeing miracles happen and there's a woman, there's a girl who's in a wheelchair who, uh, Hamish Linkletter, like during one service, uh, is, is, uh, doing the communion and everything. And, uh, and is like, he's like, stand up my child. And of course, everybody is like shocked. Like, what do you mean? Stand up. She's in a wheelchair. And he's like, and, and she, she, she tries to roll her wheelchair over there and he backs up and he goes up the stairs. He's like, he's like, stand up. No, stand up. Jesus. And everybody's about to stop it, but then she gets up and she stands up and she goes over and gets gets the the bread and and everybody starts thinking, okay, this guy really can perform miracles. Wow. Um all sorts of stuff starts happening like this over the town. People are starting to get better at certain things and whatever. Uh but we know that and I won't tell you the nature of what's going on here because you want to un- let this unfold as it did for me. Um, uh, you, there, there's obviously these type of miracles. There, there comes a price with that type of thing. And, uh, and it's very, it's almost Stephen King ish. Like the way this, uh, this series is, it's got some very subversive things to say about uh, the church and what people who follow, who believe they're following God will do Mm. if they believe they're the, the, if they believe that something is right and something is righteous or whatever, like they will ignore, they will ignore certain things. Uh, if, if they are, if, if they believe that the, that everything is on the up on the level. A lot of great mystery to this. A lot of, a, a, I believe, a really satisfying conclusion. Uh, this is one of those shows where, you know, when when you get to the meat of this, uh, of what's going on in this show, uh, you're going to be like, oh, okay. So uh, after all of that, it's uh, this horror trope. Not really. Hmm. Not really. You know, the way he's taken this horror trope is a really interesting, I think subversive kind of way of looking at, uh, looking at a, uh, small town and faith and, and everything. It's not like in your face or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's like, think about this for a second about how, how true to life this might be. Hmm. Um, if, if something like this were to happen. So hmm. midnight mass, I think came out in October, uh, 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 when I went out to Houston to watch game one of the world series, our buddy Jacob, who does our, like, uh, our, oh. our illustrations, our little, uh, our quirky illustration people for our Patreon and all that. 
uh, he and I watched part of the first episode and he's like, and, and we had to leave and he's like, man, that's really good. I'm gonna have to watch that. And then he texted me and said, have you seen all of this yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. And then I immediately watched the rest of it after that and, uh, really, really liked it. So awesome. midnight mass is great. Awesome. That guy's on quite a streak, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he, I think he's now at that level where you have to check out everything he does. Cause the last three or four things have been so great. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna recommend a little movie called "The Harder They Fall." The harder they um, fall. This is a western on Netflix with a mostly black cast. Uh, ah, yes, yes, I have heard of this. Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz, Regina King, Delroy Lindo, Lakeith Stanfield. I this mean, movie is all style, and I loved it. <laughs> Just like one of those names makes me want to see this. Now yes. there's like hundred. It's got all kinds of anachronistic modern rap music, original music from Jay-Z, one of the producers of the film. So you'll see gun battles and horse chases set to this like awesome rap song that they have names like Stagecoach Mary and Cherokee Bill and Nat Love. <laughs> um <laughs> And it just oozes confidence and style. It's like if the Kingsman movies were Westerns, specifically mm-hmm. that church sequence. Um, mm. It's got some dialogue that these actors are chewing the shit out of. There's a line I have not been able to forget. I've only seen this once. I'm going back again soon. But there's a line where the main character comes into a town and he says to this no-name henchman who's there, well, I'd ask you who your superior is, but I'd be like asking who your daddy is. Could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never heard a better way to call somebody someone important, you're not worth my time. Like right. any person, I could throw a rock and hit somebody who's more superior than you. Like it was such a great put down. Um <laughs> I don't remember much about the plot. I know Jonathan Major's character as a child. Um, the bad guys come in, kill his whole family, and carve a cross in his head. And then it cuts to him as an adult, and he's just basically one by one finding all of that crew and getting some revenge killing on. Um, nice. And uh, I loved it. There is one sequence that is an extended shootout into town. It reminded me of Open Range, mm. um, <clears throat> which has like a 45 minute shootout at the end that's just incredible um it's not perfect um but 
it just it had so fucking charming and stylish and everyone is just so confident uh i love the hell out of it i've never seen anything like it um and uh, uh i recommend it uh full-throated two thumbs up all my toes I, enjoy it. <laughs> I need to see this yeah i remember when it first came out it's on netflix right mm-hmm. uh i remember uh people talking about like comparing it to tarantino stuff and mm. Uh, mm. Um, mm. a lot of things like that, uh, that there's a lot of really cool shots like uh quick in the dead style like creative angles and stuff like that man i think you would definitely dig it yeah i'm i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to watch that for sure um I believe also on Netflix, this is like a Netflix brigade of uh, recommends and warns, We were not paid to, to do this. No, no. Um, I'm going to recommend The Power of the Dog. Oh. Um, um, I was not, I, the trailer was intriguing, but it also was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Why is Benedict Cumberbatch, does, why does he hate Cody Smith? McPhee so much in this movie and what does Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst have to do with this movie uh the trailer I would say the trailer is not a good trailer but I guess if you I guess if you're like sort of intrigued by the mystery of it and what the fuck this movie's about then it does its job I guess but it doesn't set up a narrative for you to follow like Mm -hmm. and even when you first start watching this movie you're like what is what is going on what is the what's the story because like benedict cumberbatch and jesse plemons play brothers which is weird to me <laughs> um i mean i'm 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 I, i'm assuming from there there's like a different father in there or a different mother or something because it doesn't make sense but anyway there you can tell that benedict cumberbatch is is the real rancher of this huge ranch that they have and jesse plemons is the businessman and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, is, he's kind of a, he's, he's a surly drunken dude. Um, it's, it's kind of his Daniel Plainview. If there was any, if there was any sort of, uh, character to compare him to, it's sort of a Daniel Plainview, except not nearly as ambitious business wise as Plainview is. But as far as surliness, that's, he's got it in spades. Hmm. Um, and it starts off with them, uh, riding along and, and, uh, and talking and shooting the shit. And, and you can see that they don't seem to relate to each other as much as they used to, or, or ever have, or anything like that. And there's a, a place they go to eat dinner. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is the, um, is the, I guess the proprietor of some sort of restaurant slash hotel old West type of thing where, uh, uh, she's going to make a whole bunch of chicken for them. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is, uh, is, uh, is a surly dickhead at the, at the dinner. Cody McPhee, who is a real creative type who wants to go to college and all that. He's playing Kirsten Dunst's son in this. He's, uh, he's also playing a waiter and, uh, he has decorated the, the tables around the restaurant with all this like real cool stuff. Of course, Benedict Cumberbatch, as you see in the trailer burns, uh, one of them and, uh, and is basically assaulting his manhood and saying, you know, you know, um, just say, just making fun of him. Uh, Jesse Plemons stays behind after all the, yeah, it's not like there's a huge incident or anything, but it's enough to, to make, uh, to, uh, it's enough to, 
where somebody might want to apologize afterwards. Ah. Uh, Jesse Plemons stays behind and, and starts getting friendly with Kirsten Dunst. And, uh, and it's not too long that they get married, like right at, like almost right away. Um, and so this means she's going to come over to their ranch where he shares this big, huge house with Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Cumberbatch is just a dickhead. He's just an absolute dickhead all the way through and through. She's trying to play a piano, which Jesse Plemons has put in there for her kind of, and again, citizen Kane-ish, if you want to, if you want to call it that, where he's trying to make this, you know, woman, an opera singer, and she's not really that good at it. And, and everything and it's the same thing here kind of like here's a piano start playing it and she's playing stuff that's a little off key and a little off note and everything and there's a scene where he comes in and listens to her playing piano goes upstairs and starts pulling out a banjo and starts just like shredding it and just like (laughs) and and is and is uh and is obviously like one-upping her she starts getting uh uh she starts obviously getting uh affected by his presence and he's she starts drinking a lot of alcohol um and so uh it's becoming noticeable even to this point where she's just you know every day it looks like she's kind of drunk and everything enter cody smith mcphee the uh the son who has who's gone to college i guess for a semester or something like that and is Mm. coming out to uh to visit his mom there was a discussion about whether he should even come out since Benedict Cumberbatch is such a dickhead and so on and so forth. I think I've said that a few times. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and the usual stuff is happening where, Oh, it's, it looks like he's just going to be made fun of and he's going to have to mind his distance and make sure that he just stays away from him. But then Benedict Cumberbatch takes him under his wing and he wants to train him on how to be a rancher. And there's this friendship that starts to develop and there are discoveries that are being made and so on and so forth. And Mm. like, I don't want to go further than that because you want to discover this movie for yourself. And, and, uh, and so it's one of those type of things where you're like, okay, so you're constantly going through this movie. Where is this movie headed? Mm. Where is this going? And it's all, and, and and you're horrified because you're like, why is he suddenly being so nice and, and all this? And you're just like, it could be anything, right? It could be, it could be pull out the rug at the end. There could be some other thing. Oh, the ending to this movie is, is going to make you think about it for a long time. Hmm. All right. Righteous. That was a good sell. We, uh, we talked about Jane Campion. I don't know how long ago, probably it was last year or this past year we talked about her like where has she been i haven't seen her in forever because she did the piano and she's done a bunch of movies since that nobody's really talked about that much i think the next biggest movie after that was called portrait of a lady and and i don't think that had nearly the same kind of uh, reception as the piano did and she's just kind of been making these movies that you know, haven't had that. It's, it's someone who come at, came out with a huge movie on their, like, like when they became popular. And then ever since they've been trying to replicate it, this is sort of her comeback kind of, uh, and uh, for some, and I'm, and I haven't been following Jane Campion. Like I'm, I think I've watched some other movies of hers, uh, uh, after the piano, but 
uh, I'm sure for some people it's like Jane Campion has always been around and she's always been making great movies. It's just <laughs> finally one came out that everybody started talking about. Okay. I give you that if yeah. that's the case, but yeah. I haven't been following. I haven't really paid much attention to her since the piano. Um, this is a, this is a, one of those movies that will make you think for a while. You may not even at the end of it, you may not even think you enjoyed yourself. I did. I thought this was really well, well made. And, and, uh, and, and it's, it's different. It's, I think it's a little bit different from anything that you've seen, uh, especially Westerns wise. So, hmm. um, uh, hmm. I would, I would recommend the power of the dog. All right. All right. I do need to, the most recent movie with Jesse Plemons in it that I've seen is Jungle Cruise, and I, I do oh need to purge God. that from my is, memory. Is Jesse Plemons, okay, okay, is Jesse Plemons bad in that movie, or is is it exactly what was required from him in that movie? I don't know. I'm reluctant to, I think it's the character. I think he's probably being, he's probably doing what he's being asked to do. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like his game night character, but with m more of a sense of humor, I guess. And a German accent. <laughs> and a German accent. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that's the power to the dog though is Netflix. And, um, <clears throat> I think I'm about to pimp another Netflix movie. No way. <laughs> let me see. Let me let me let me Google. Yes, I am. Oh uh, my. I'm actually gonna recommend with small caveat two movies at the same time for the same reason. Uh Tick Tick Boom, which is oh, on yeah. Netflix, uh, and King Richard, uh, which is on HBO Max. Okay. You um, are recommending both? I am recommending both with the caveat that okay. the reason I'm recommending is the lead performance is really fucking good. Uh, okay. Yep. Um, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom is as electric as any performer I've ever seen. Uh, he's awesome. And it is enough because he's in nearly every scene of the film. It's enough to, to, gear, to warrant a recommend, even though I think there are other performances in the movie that aren't as strong. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do think Lynn did a better than average job directing his first movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really want to warn anything about it. Uh, but Andrew Garfield is so over the top. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, King Richard, Will Smith, maybe not quite as electric as what Garfield did, but playing a completely different kind of character, mm -hmm. a character that would not allow him to do the performance that Garfield did. Um, and, uh, you know, I said in a tweet that this is like um, Ollie or concussion. Uh, mm. Will Smith is phenomenal. The rest of the movie doesn't quite have, it's not quite at his level. I will not be upset if he gets nominations or wins awards this year. I think it's that good of a performance. So anyway, those two movies recommend because the performances are so strong. I think you'll enjoy the experience, even if the rest of the movie is not quite as good as a performance. Um, uh, okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to recap what we just recommended, but I also want to, I'm just going to rattle off a list of things that I had as potentials on here as well. Awesome. Uh, just to, like I said, clean, cleanse the palate, so to speak. But, 
Um, you recommended The Harder They Fall as a movie that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also recommended, with caveats, uh, King Richard, which is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also, what was the one just before? Tick, tick, boom. <clears throat> tick, tick, boom, which we both we both saw, because, uh, you know, um, can we talk about that? Uh, I think so. We've got connections. One of, yeah. one of our uh, fellow CinemaSins employees, Dicer, is a critic and occasionally gets to attend critic screenings. Uh, and this one, he happened to be allowed to choose where and invite five people. So he did it here and invited us. So we got a private press screening of Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, but it mm-hmm. is on Netflix uh, yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, I uh, recommended the uh, uh, seven-episode sh- uh, series on Netflix called Midnight Mass. It's, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, I also recommended the power of the dog, uh, the new Jane campion, which is, uh, I believe uh, one of the big Oscar contenders as well, yep. uh, this year, um, looking at a list of things that I've seen, I have actually seen quite a bit and I'm, and, and I've even sinned two movies that I'm not going to discuss here, but th- I mean, <laughs> you add the sinning of two movies here and you get all this other stuff. It's like, where do I have the time sometimes? You know, and yep. and I feel like I, I feel like I'm wasting time a lot. But um, uh, a series that's on Hulu that I have really enjoyed. It has two seasons. It's called The Great L. Fanning. Oh yeah, uh, is in it. Uh, Nicholas Holt is in it, and um, uh, it is a uh, they, an admittedly not very true, but occasionally true story of Catherine the Great. Okay. Um, uh, it is it is uh hilariously profane this this <laughs> this series the people talk about sex and and what they do uh, you know sexually in this show in such a matter of fact manner but brutally <laughs> it's it's just hilarious how they just kind of like toss it off like no you know big deal I'll just fuck you in the face or whatever <laughs> and um and then you know the show isn't just about that but it does derive a lot of humor from those type of moments and just uh just people uh you know people just uh throwing off weird things as well it's russia you know you're gonna just that's the type of thing that's gonna happen in russia or whatever um uh, a lot of great characters in here i love i love a lot of the characters in this in the show uh i was resistant to the great because it was one of those like i got a ton of trailers and stuff and i was like okay whatever but then i watched one episode and i was like hmm, hmm. this is this has got better writing than most of the shows that are like this period hmm. dramas that are you know that are very stuffy this is an extremely lush production too like like i guess they found some amazing mansion somewhere you know probably in like turkestania or something whatever it is <laughs> um uh, but it's amazing. Um, there's a show currently going on on Showtime right now called Yellow Jackets. I've been watching this through Hulu. Hulu. It's about mm. the uh, girls' soccer team that crashes on an island, and it goes back and forth between their lives on the island and their lives as adults, the survivors oh. who came back. And we know something fucked up. Probably cannibalism happened on the island, but they are – there's a lot of like, uh, you know, there's a lot of drama and, tr- and intrigue on both ends because as adults, they're now being asked about this incident a lot. Uh, and there's someone investigating it. And there is someone who is 
a mystery person who is sending them letters saying that they know, basically, I know what you did last summer. Uh, years I know ago. who you ate last summer. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, Christina Ricci is in it. She's great. Uh, 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 Melanie Lensky is in it. Oh, um, awesome. Uh, it's a, uh, it's uh, so far four episodes. Really good. Uh, I, I wrote big mouth down. Big mouth had its fifth season. I watched all of it. Um, uh, I tend to like big mouth. It, it I mean, it, it it's it, it this season was funny it's one of the that show is another sort of disposable watch it in an afternoon type of series and it's like oh yeah i laughed a bunch and then you just kind of forget about it yeah. afterwards um uh i watched the original nightmare alley um the uh, there's a remake uh the guillermo del toro movie which looks amazing looks yeah, looks amazing yep um uh i saw the original uh i i liked it i liked it a lot um it's about a guy who claims to be you know he's kind of a john edwards uh back in the day of oh, okay. uh, you know he's kind of like that and he's earning a big li- living uh with this sophisticated communication technique with his assistant where his assistant asks questions of the audience and back to him and he knows what question he knows what the answer is based on what question she's asked and so there's a and then and there's a psychologist and then there's like sort of like this was he experiencing this stuff for real or is he not and all that type of stuff going on Mm -hmm. um uh but it's good um uh charade the movie that uh was later remade in the truth about charlie uh, uh audrey hepburn Cary grant movie charade i had never seen it before i'd heard it a million times and it's one of those movies that you've heard so many times you're like oh yeah i've I've totally seen that no i'd never seen this before and uh and uh it's about um audrey hepburn's husband dies and then she finds out that he was totally not the person that she thought she married even though they were about to get a divorce anyway uh that he had a lot of secrets and there are people who are coming out of the woodwork wanting money and um, people like James Coburn way back in the day, James Coburn, uh, George Kennedy is in this. Wow. Um, there's a, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's this constant like, and Cary Grant keeps Cary Grant is obviously is super mysterious in this movie as well. Uh, he seems to not be able to get his story straight a lot of times with her. Uh, but it's this constant thing. Where's this money? Where did the, where did she, where did he leave this money? And, and who's responsible for all this type of stuff? Charade's really good. Huh. Uh, I went to Belcourt last night and saw Benedetta, the Paul Ooh. Verhoeven Ooh. Uh, movie. Um, I don't know what I feel about this movie. Yet. I'm um, seeing people all over the place on this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that there are some people. Like the, you know, the guy who, who talked to, talked to, like there was a guy at Belcourt who works there and he's a critic. Uh, oh, his name's Jason. He, he went very like, it was like, he obviously loved it. And I watched it and I, and I, and I was, I was held in good attention for a while hmm. uh, on this. It's, it's one of those movies where a lot of everybody's motivations and, and the power of the church that corrupts hmm. everybody and there's a plague going on and, and there's, you know, there's, uh, are, are certain things really miracles? And in fact, this would be a really good, uh, uh, companion piece to midnight mass. Oh, wow. Um, uh, because of just the, the nature of miracles and are, and there's some interesting characters like 
I've always I felt this way about like people who proclaim to be religious a lot of times where if you were to go and tell somebody, I just witnessed a miracle. I just saw something that only God could have done. They're not going to believe you. Hmm. Even if they, even if they proclaim to be religious and, and believe in God and everything, they don't hmm. believe that type of stuff. Uh, and, and there's, and the character played by Charlotte, Charlotte Rampling and Benedetta is one of those where it's like, there's something, some things that they can't explain, but she's, she's like, you know, no, this girl named Benedetta is lying or whatever. She's, she's, she's not, there's no way that, that she's actually, you know, experiencing this type of stuff. Hmm. Um, and of course there's, you know, a lot gets talked about on the, you know, the, the, the lesbian drama that's in this or whatever. It's not, it, it has a lot to do with the story, but not as much as you think maybe, hmm. uh, to do with the story. Um, so I'm a little hung up on whether to call this movie great or just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty good. I don't know if I would watch it again. It's not one of those type of movies. Okay. Um, okay. uh, uh, Patrick gave me a, a Blu-ray, a uh, Patrick from modern horrors gave me mm-hmm. a Blu-ray of a movie called rewind. And it's, it's got, it's a story of, two guys who go out into the woods. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, Blair Witch Projecty sort of type of thing. And they, uh, they end up finding a house and they're recording everything in the house. And then they, um, they are suddenly zapped back into another, to, to, uh, they're zapped back into uh, the same time that they were in uh, uh, previously. Hmm. And then they start running into versions of themselves uh, all the way through this. So there's moments where you're like watching the, watching it and, and uh, yeah, they just, they just keep, I don't want to go into the, some of the, uh, some of the stuff that's in here, but it's, it's really interesting. Like as they keep doing this over and over and over again, how many of themselves they keep running into and all the situations huh. and everything. Uh, but, uh, uh, I thought that was a really interesting movie. It's called rewind. Hmm. And then, uh, you, you, uh, recommended Coda a long time ago. Coda oh, yeah. is a great, great movie. I highly recommend Coda. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I saw the Beatles get back episode one, hmm. uh, it's what's interesting about that is just how they've Peter Jackson has sort of like cleaned up the video to make it look like it was shot with a modern iPhone almost. Mm. And there are moments and I'm, I don't know what it is. I grew up knowing the difference between what a live studio audience sitcom was and a filmed, uh, what the certain look of something is when it's like a multicam versus like a filmed camera and everything and then there was a lot of people grew i grew up with that i was like do you see the difference and they're like no and I'm like how do you not see this difference one has got a different frame rate blah, blah blah and uh and and so like when i was watching this get back i was noticing like this is definite i can it looks amazing don't get me wrong but there's something there's something a little off about mm. about it i can tell where they clean certain things up and, uh, and it, and it's weird, but it's a fascinating look into a band that is, uh, creating, I think what is their last album? Um, uh, if, if I'm not it's mistaken, the album, as I understand it, 
it's the album they released last, but they actually recorded Abbey Road after this. Oh, okay. And then released that album before this recording. Okay. I've, I've never been a huge Beatles person, so yeah, I, I didn't know. But I, I was drawn to this because I like the, the idea of looking at like people who are this far, I mean, these creative types who are like trying to figure out how to write songs this thing and they only had two weeks because they were shooting it in this one studio where they're about to shoot a movie and george <laughs> harrison was going to be in it or ringo Starr was going to be in it i can't remember uh and uh and uh you know just seeing them in the beginning stages of songs that you know uh and like not quite getting it to that point yet but like kind of like you can kind of hear the bare bones of it yeah, and just that's... their discussions during this they're very open like like during this recording and they're 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 very like you know they're very friendly and everything but they they're sitting there talking about breaking up during this whole thing wow they're talking about it they're like yeah hey, we've already talked about this you know and you can see george harrison in that first <clears throat> episode he's not digging the way this is going down at all he's not happy one bit in this <clears throat> entire first and then there's two more and i say episode these things are like two and a half hours long each oh wow um uh, you can see that he's not happy and it ends with that first episode. It's like, uh, they all had a meeting at George's house after, after this recording or whatever, it did not go well. And then it goes to, <laughs> it's like, you gotta watch episode two. Oh, um, no. uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I, I mean, like I said, lots of stuff that I just wanted to kind of like briefly mention because yeah. who knows when I'll get a chance to talk about them again. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah again uh we don't know this is this is the last one for a while and uh we will uh we'll try to figure out what we want to do with this yeah uh in in due time yeah um but um that is going to do it for this episode uh it's uh it's chris atkins and jeremy scott see you next time